Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Totally crazy, but get I'm a lady. Short skirts, oh, 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 go oh. really wild. <laughs> Doing it in style. Man, feel, I feel like, like a woman. I was coming in with a whole different lyric line. Give it give it to me. Hit me with what lyric <laughs> no, line. No, I want to hear what good. you thought no. was happening. No, I mean... I think I was just a different part of the song in my head. Yes, throw that at me. I no, want to know. I think we did great. <laughs> We're going to go from there. Is this the one where she was wearing the full leopard print cat suit, Shania Twain? I'm not sure. I don't know if I saw the full music video. I probably mm-hmm. did, but it's mm-hmm. been a long time. So, Are there other Shania Twain songs? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Like, what's another one that I know? Oh, God. I just know, man, I feel like a woman. You can't put me on the spot like that. I can't ever remember people's songs. I'm going to Google what else did Shania Twain She sings a lot of big songs. Okay, I have Googled it. And oh, 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 yeah, buddy. I was going to say, she's got a lot of them. Okay. Any man of mine better walk the line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better be a teasing, squeezing, screaming kind of time. Okay, that's one. From this moment. Oh, yeah. Got that. And you're still the one. Oh. You're still the one I want to Yeah. The only one I long to These are all like 90s. 95, 97. Don't be stupid. Whoa. I forget about that song. (laughs) That might be a deeper track. (laughs) Deep cuts only. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why I was feeling Shania. Whose bed have your boots been under? Whose heart did you steal, I wonder? Oh, yeah, something like thunder. This time it feels like thunder, baby. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Who did you run to? Oh, yeah. Do you think that other people who are not Midwesterners know this? Have all these lyrics? Probably not. I don't know. So we... Maybe some of the southern states, right? Yeah, right. Midwest and southern. Right. We're real Shania Twain fans. Oh, my gosh. Twain. 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 (laughs) So, hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. This is Shit Your Shrink Things, where two shrinks discuss things that we think about mental health. We give you real skills that kills in the mental health field applied coping skills that you can use in your real daily life yep, yep and we also hope you get to know us and maybe through getting to know us you'll be able to kind of see some modeling here yeah uh, the things that we try and yeah sometimes we do really well and sometimes we fall on our face but absolutely we are people <laughs> also side note when we were doing the 
I we recently did some Instagram advertising and we learned that many of our listeners or at least many of the people who are following our Instagram page are from California. So now we I were am surprised. Yeah. Wondering exactly how relevant Shania Twain is. I'm a little worried. But a lot of them were from Texas. Okay, okay. <laughs> so those Texans, they're gonna know about this. They'll know those songs. <laughs> What's up, Texas? <laughs> Maybe if you are from California though, write us and let us know. Did you know about Shania Twain? Yeah. Were you like, oh yeah, I could get on some Shania Twain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and tell us what that where was that cat suit from that I'm referencing? The like full body leopard print leotard that she wore. What I'm video sure was she's that got in? yeah. I mean it was she had some outfits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had some going out outfits yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, follow us on any Instagram, Facebook social media platform yep you can send us an email at shitshirtshrinkthings at gmail.com yep and we've got oh patreon oh my god yes we've <laughs> got a patreon please tip jar us because we're we're poor help us we're poor <laughs> help us we're poor yes that is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink things I'm glad you can memorize all those. For some reason, I'm struggle bussing. They're they're entirely too much information. I'll keep it in there in the Library of Congress until it's no longer needed. <laughs> we'll see when that is. So as you guys might remember, we're still learning about each other. And we have a what's good segment of this podcast every week. So what's good with you? I struggled to identify something this week because i'm i was a lazy bum and wasn't prepared okay yep yep (laughs) but we're gonna go with a sort of a story have you have you ever been on a blind date before no i have not actually have you yes tell me so not only was it a blind date but it was a blind date to prom oh girl <laughs> oh sweet angel. <laughs> I'm going to need all this. So, when I was a sophomore, I was able to become like a server. Okay. So that meant that I could bring a date. Otherwise, only juniors and seniors get to go to prom. Okay. So I was super excited, and there was a guy that I went to band camp with. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that I was trying to get to go and he acted like he was going to go, but a week before he bailed. <gasps> What a jerk! Yeah. To be fair, it's like a seven-hour drive. We were like, I was like distant oh. in love with him. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> was he cute? Yeah. Okay. All right. What instrument do you play? Critical questions. <laughs> he, Trumpet. No, uh, oh. that's what I played. Drums. He, no. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> French horn. No. Oh. Well, I'm pretty I'm- sure it was French horn. Yeah. I think so. I did not peg French horn players as the sexy ones, but he was also a very good football player and played in college. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Any hooser, because uh, that's what I was into then. But so because he bailed, I was like up shit creek without a paddle. And yeah. I didn't want to take anyone from my class because I just didn't want to open that door. Mm, understood. <laughs> you know, when you understood. have a class of 20, just... It's a dangerous door to open. Understood. So my sister was dating somebody and she said, oh, I think I can get this guy's cousin to come. Oh, no. And I was like, okay. Sight unseen? Yeah. Oh, shit. So he like just shows up that day and, you know, I mean, he was a decent fellow, but it was really awkward. (laughs) He was so interesting. Like he would, (laughs) he liked to guesstimate how far different women had gone by watching them walk like so (gasps) yeah so like he that was his like party trick 
was like sitting at this um, high so- school prom being like i bet that girl's had sex with one person it's the same person i bet that girl's had sex with at least four i bet that girl this guy sounds like a monster oh my god that is so <laughs> chauvinistic but yeah, yeah there's there a were, different word for that fucking sexist there was some Gross. creepy shit for sure but it, how old was this man i think he was only a few i think he might have been like a senior or maybe first year in college i don't know he wasn't like terribly older uh, okay okay but that's a little better, but fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. So, so your your sister definitely was like, okay, so let's hand this creepy cousin who can't get dates off. Oh no. Oh well, no. And I, again, I think as a person, it was he was like a decent human. Like I never, I never I saw him again after that. I was like, to be convinced. And oh my god, I forgot at the end. Oh. Is this? Are we uncovering a trauma memory? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Because I'm definitely like, no, this guy sounds like a garbage can. So I think, oh God, I'm trying to remember exactly how it happened because I I think I blocked some of this stuff out. Oh, uh, yeah. But so when he was leaving, he like, I was like sitting in the chair and I think he was like wanting a hug. And I think I tried to give him like a handshake. And I'm not <laughs> sure if it turned into like a weird, like shaky thing. You know, like, like when you shake somebody's body kind of a thing. Like, I don't remember how it happened, but I remember it was like... <laughs> really awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> your instincts give this guy only a handshake we're dead on yeah yeah oh but but God. i think it did still turn into like a weird body shake shake my body yeah like i think he still went in for the hug somehow <laughs> i don't remember exactly how it happened but it was that was my one and only blind date never did it again i love that story so much that guy it sounds like a mess. I, <laughs> yes, I love how you're I like, hope I he's just not listening. I'd feel so bad. <laughs> Whatever. If he is, call me he's up. He's probably grown. And, I don't know. No. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> he can, I will personally talk to you about w- whether that was appropriate or not. That is not respectful, sir. Not respectful. Yeah. The Texans are displeased. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am. Yeah, no, ma'am. No, thank you, sugar. <laughs> uh. What's your what's good? Mine is something that you gave me last week, something that you blessed me with. Oh, gosh. Which is the Kids Bop remake of WAP. (laughs) Yes. So, as you know, there is a song called WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. Yes. And I'm not going to uh, sing it or maybe even say what it stands for, but it's highly explicit. Y'all know what I mean. Right. So... There is a Kids Pop remake of this that actually had what Cardi B and Megan yes. Thee Stallion in they it, They right? redid it. Yeah. yeah. They did it for Kids Pop. And it's actually way better. It's tremendous. The song is, I could just listen to this. And <laughs> instead of the original line, they're talking about eating. And the song goes, yes. put these rolls in my mouth. Put, put these rolls in my mouth. Put these rolls in my mouth. <laughs> and then there is an entire line about eating wings and, and pizza. pizza. <laughs> Seven days a week. (laughs) Gotta eat or something. Yeah, now I gotta eat seven days a week. Something like ice cream for ice cream and I'll make a scene. It is amazing. It's it's lovely. Y'all need to look it up right now. It is, it's gonna change your life. So that life-changing event was my what's good this week. I love that. I'm glad that that left you in such a fun state. Because when I came across that, it was like, what? This is way better. (laughs) Like most kids bops, you're like, this is terrible. And yeah. I was like, how is how is this not the real song? Right. 
Well, probably my favorite part was you in your like camo pants rubbing your belly singing this to me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'll satisfy myself with just the YouTube video from now on. So that's why what's good. How did your uh, outside of practice go from this last week? Mostly failed. Yep. Uh, yep. Sort of talked to one person about it, their grief, like sort of checked in on one, but mostly failed. Okay. Well, how'd the one go? <laughs> The one went, all right, she's having a rougher week this week. Uh, you know, hey, that's yeah. that's how grief flows. That's- there are times where you're like, okay, I'm surviving. And then there are times where you're like, no, I'm not. Yes. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you were able to do at least part of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. How did how did yours go? Mine went okay. I have the continued task of still trying to individuate myself in a new parental role. So trying to make sure I still have freedoms and that I'm still kind of got that wild child side Mm -hmm. and one of the ways that I did it this week was to find sometimes I'll try to find songs or poems or things that echo what I'm feeling because it makes me feel seen or validated and so this week I was looking for songs that made me feel like I was seen or validated and the song that I found this week was Tides by Ed Sheeran (gasps) and okay talks about becoming a parent it talks about having been a wild child and not having been afraid of death hmm, i wonder if i've heard that song or not yeah it's it's great it's just all about how it the theme is changing tides and it's all about how you know you're kind of a butthole when you're young and (laughs) you still are that same person but you have people that quote depend on you to sort them out now which Mm -hmm. i like his English way of saying that. Yeah, and he's I just, got a nice voice. Yeah, I listened to it a couple times over and it just made me feel really seen. So that Aww. was, I am still trying. And I know, again, it's a man who feels this way, but at least there is somebody. I know that a lot of men tend to feel that kind of like weird loss of independence thing. Right. Or at least talk about it more than women do, but I'm convinced other women feel it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So that was cool. I appreciated that and I felt a little bit more heard. And so I'm just kind of trying to make a playlist that kind of involves these that songs. and taps into that a little mm, bit. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I'm sure Taylor Swift's going to come out with something real soon. <laughs> oh, I bet. I, oh, for sure. I mean, she had different songs for different levels of her life mm-hmm. on what she's experiencing that are very relatable to that age. Yeah, exactly. So if she has a kid, Taylor, hit me up. Let me know. <laughs> I know you're going to have a song You're going to have a this. great song, yeah. T-Swift. <laughs> We're there for it. Yeah, I need you to have a baby right now so I can have the song about your distress so that I can think about it. <laughs> Please. So uh, this week, as a reminder, we are doing the fourth part of grief. Yes. So where are we at today? We have talked about all the complexities and the different types of grief and how complicated it is in nature. And so now that we can kind of understand this, those serious complexities, we're going to go into those tasks of mourning. So in other words, what does a person need to go through to adjust and manage their grief appropriately? Mm-hmm. What are the behaviors? What are the thinking patterns? And what are the emotional experiences that somebody goes through to adjust? Right. Absolutely. So the very first level that we need to do is acknowledge the reality of the loss. And when we lose something that's a significant part of our life, there's obviously something myth- missing. There's an empty space. Our life just doesn't really feel real. Everything kind of seems off balance. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of reminders about what we've lost, and these often become grieving moments. So the first step is stopping to acknowledge your grief. Acknowledging it is just kind of taking that time, thinking about it, letting yourself feel it. And that's the healthiest way that you can come out on the other side. 
it is acknowledging that it has occurred rather than avoiding it. So Mm -hmm. not stuffing, but processing. Right. If you choose to stuff, it can have lasting negative impacts on your life. So by paying attention to your strong feelings, you can often become aware of how your feelings are demanding attention. Right. Yeah. You have to acknowledge those grieving moments. And then with that, Sunny was saying you process and you allow that pain of grief to happen. You know, grief really does involve a lot of deep emotions like the sadness, the anger, the guilt. And it can be really, really tempting to avoid, to bury, you know, just not face them. But working through those you know, means naming them, means acknowledging what you're feeling them, where you're feeling them in your body, maybe confronting them a little bit mm-hmm. and trying to make some sense of out of them. And it really does require a lot of self-compassion, mm-hmm. a lot of patience with this experience. Again, this is a long effing ride and you want to get off the roller coaster, but you got to ride it. Yeah, You yeah. got to ride it. And allowing yourself those true moments of pain is so important. I mean, remember, guys, pain is inevitable in life. No matter mm-hmm. who you are, you're going to have pain. Yep. And when we decide to try to ignore the pain, we are choosing for longer suffering. Right. I've heard it said this way in you know Buddhist philosophies. Mm-hmm. It's all about you are going to have suffering if you're on the planet. If you're on planet Earth and a human being, you will suffer in some way. Mm-hmm. But you get to choose which suffering is most in service of your values. Are you going to choose to suffer clean suffering, which is I have this grief, I'm going to acknowledge it right up front, and I'm going to engage with it based on my value system? Yeah. Or am I going to suffer because I've avoided the grief and I've done things that are against my value system and I have stuffed it it. and prolonged it, right? So you're going to suffer either way. It's just which one seems like it meets your themes of what you value more. Right. Feelings of grief are kind of like, waves in the ocean. You're not going to stop the waves in the ocean, just like you can't stop those feelings of grief. Mm -hmm. So at times your feelings are really present. Sometimes it's more of a low tide. Sometimes it's that intense high tide. This is normal for you to kind of, again, ebb and flow. It it comes and it goes. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of have to accept the presence of those feelings. And when a storm arrives, just allow yourself to kind of get a little overtaken by it, right? Allow yourself to be like, whoa, holy shit, that really hit me. Uh, Why did that hit me? What's going on? What's what what about this reminds me of this? Where am I feeling it? And, you know, sometimes that involves crying, you know, do what feels right for you in that moment mm-hmm. absolutely side note about the ocean <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> this, is, this is just only about the ocean and not about grief i dig it my husband has a tumultuous relationship with the sea and just every <laughs> time that you were talking about waves in the ocean i just keep thinking about anytime that we go somewhere where there is an ocean and he wades out into the sea yeah inevitably he's going to get concussed by a wave oh my gosh <laughs> He cannot. <laughs> eat. I don't know what. And it you is. are such a sea creature. Mm-hmm. I I just like kind of flow along with the waves. Yeah. I think he like. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. I love you if you are listening to this episode. I think he locks his knees. <laughs> and I think he's he, trying to resist the wave instead of just float like letting it kind of move his yeah. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like not a go with the flow sort of a gentleman. <laughs> So I think he doesn't go with the flow and the ocean doesn't respect his wanting to stay stable in the sea. Yes. And so it just bowls him over and then just smacks him in the head over and over oh, again. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, so when you're trying to surf, don't lock your knees, y'all. No. 
<laughs> no. And there are times where you might get taken under, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that is scary sometimes. I know I've yeah. one time got a wave that hit me pretty hard. And I was like, shit, where's the top? <laughs> yeah, it's all. Yeah, you are discombobulated. I, I once was surfing and actually had what are those like a current pull yeah. me in oh, after yes. yeah yep, yep, and it yep, like yep. kind of kept me near the mm-hmm. bottom that's a pretty scary feeling too it is and i think grief, grief can feel like, like that. that yeah yeah you get stuck near the bottom and you don't know if you're ever going to surface again right but again you can you just got to work your way through it and feel through it yes and another way that i kind of like to help people observe their pain is identifying it as kind of displaced love Oh, that's very sweet. I like that. Yeah, like there's a reason we're experiencing grief and it's often due to the deep love and care that we had for that other person, for that experience or the enjoyment that we had with that. And so grief is really just love with nowhere to go. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. That that, breaks my heart. Yeah, it's it's sad. I don't know. I think that's a good way to look at it when you're when you're in the depths grief is love with nowhere to go i love that yeah i'm gonna i'm keeping that and it's (laughs) in my pocket now and it's stolen (laughs) dig it steal it yep so another task of mourning is adjusting to a world without the deceased or adjusting to a world that has changed with the life changes you've experienced Mm -hmm. whether it's a death or not so this you know passing or job loss or whatever it may be brings about a lot of subsequent life changes and these range from really minor to big changes in daily routines, to entirely new worldviews. So we have a lot to navigate and adjust to one thing at a time. So there are three kind of types of adjustments you will find yourself having to go through. One is internal. So how did this change my identity? Who am I now? How does this affect the way I view myself, the world, others? And how is it viewing my self-esteem after this experience? Another one is external. Mm-hmm. So what are your new roles and your skills? And you might have to take on new tasks that were handled by loved ones if it is deceased, like cooking or childcare. You might have to learn new skills if mm-hmm. it's an, another external change like job loss or moving, etc. Or even physical ability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the third one? The third one is spiritual adjustments. Those are changes to our beliefs, our values, and our assumptions about the world. So, for example, maybe a belief that the world is fair might change after that loss. We may choose to reaffirm, modify, or replace our previous worldviews. Mm-hmm. And again, we might try to search for that meaning, mm-hmm. that spiritual deep meaning in in that loss. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong way to do this. Not and for everybody, it's so different. Again, everybody experiences it in a different way. Everybody feels it mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. You just have to be compassionate with yourself and try to ride it out and and find new ways to move forward. Absolutely. So what do you find is the final task of mourning? The next task I would say is finding a way to remember the deceased or remembering that experience while moving forward in life. Finding a way to remember those fond memories of how things used to be while moving forward and finding joy in how things are, Mm. which is hard. Yeah, yeah. And moving on doesn't mean forgetting. Right. It means finding a place for what you've lost in your thoughts and memories, a place that's important, but it leaves room for growth. It leaves room for new things. Even when you are completing this task, you're finding a healthy balance between the memory, cherishing it, and moving forward. It's not staying stuck in one place or avoiding Right. It means finding a way to honor that memory or that relationship while seeking joy and expanding life. The size of our grief is not going to get smaller, but we can grow around that grief. 
another way I sometimes describe it to people is kind of like imagining it like a, you know, again, it's like a hole, right? So that hole is like a bouncy ball in inside you. And that ball is going to bounce around that box. And you're going to have those moments where it hits the side. Mm. And but we can make the box bigger. Right. <laughs> right? right. If we expand the box, then it bounces, it fewer, bounces times. fewer times. Mm-hmm. It takes longer to get there. Right. I like that. I like that a lot. So how do we go through these tasks of mourning? And what can we do to cope with the grief? Like what actually will we do behaviorally? This can relate to any loss, but some are centered more around loved ones, of course. But what behaviors do we try? First and foremost, we have to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Get that sleep. Try to eat food, even when you're not hungry, right? Try to get some kind of exercise, even though you feel exhausted. Maybe just do a walk. Try to do a little bit of relaxation, mindfulness. Our body needs rest and relaxation. It needs breath. Right. You know, we we have to really try to do that. And try really hard not to use substances to cope if you yeah. can. Al- alcohol or drugs for relief are really just going to hinder your physical process. Mm-hmm. You don't want to add anything else to what the grief is doing. You want to keep yourself as physically healthy as possible. So things like a hangover or things like, you know, additional loss that is compounded by substance use is really not going to be helpful. So it's tempting. But really, really try to stay away from that sort of thing. Right. Remember, we have to experience those emotions. So if we're trying to numb them, Mm. it's not going to work out. You're prolonging that suffering. Yep. And you're going to have a bunch of secondary losses because of the substance use. So we don't want that. Right. Spend some time in nature. Again, nature is so soothing and healing. Mm -hmm. Get out there. Mm -hmm. Take a walk. Go sit somewhere pretty and just let yourself kind of feel all your emotions and maybe by the end you might kind of experience a little bit of peace yeah or serenity yeah maybe get a massage sometimes that'll help work it out yeah again we we build up those emotions in our bodies a little bit so Mm -hmm. doing these different physical things is going to help us not store that grief forever in our body yeah (laughs) i know a lot of people who get massages after divorce and talk about Mm. like the physical human touch is a big deal after not having physical human touch a lot oh yeah it actually really matters and their body responds to it and a lot of people will cry during massage you know because they'll be like oh my god somebody's touching me in a nice and loving loving way manner yeah that Mm -hmm. hasn't happened in a really long time and that can be don't be surprised if it kind of Uh, releases some emotions that's okay it's kind of like yoga that way like you might find that you cry but that's not a sign that it's a problem it might just be working in a different way than you expected right it's also important to remember to recognize your loss and allow yourself to feel the pain so cry when it hits that means you know shedding it and shedding the tears in public private whatever don't bottle it up when you cry you release stress hormones that allow your body to re-regulate So remember, in the long run, it takes a lot to keep your feelings inside, but a lot less to let them out and cry. Yeah. And remember, those negative thinking patterns are only going to intensify your loss and the complexity of your grief. So again, this is be really self-compassionate while you're allowing yourself to feel these emotions. It's okay that you have this whole big ball of crazy emotions happening. Mm -hmm. Be nice to yourself through this, no matter what the circumstances were of the loss. Mm -hmm. You being mean is just going to make it that much worse. Right. Guys, we are all our worst critic. Don't be your worst critic during this time period. Right. And you may find that a therapist can be helpful. Although, you know, we don't, 
I wouldn't say I, quote, treat grief. I am a compassionate observer Mm -hmm. through the process of grief, and I can be helpful in suggesting things or simply bearing witness to what you have experienced, but I'm not going to fix it. A therapist is not going to fix grief. But they certainly, again, can be a compassionate witness and to be part of the process. Another option is a support group. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, caveats with that. Careful with the support group you get, right? <laughs> yeah, sometimes there are some weird toxic people in there. Yeah. <laughs> Still have some boundaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it can go – support groups go one way or the other, I've noticed. They're either just fabulous and they have really great group dynamics and people are really engaged with one another mm-hmm. or you get some wild cards in there. So just be careful who you're opening yourself up to. Go in there, you know, vet it like we've talked about, look for your red flags and green flags. But if it's green flags in that support group, social green flags, you're probably going to really benefit from it. Yeah, because again, it's it's cathartic to Mm. talk about our emotional experiences. So not only are we letting ourselves feel them, but we're verbalizing them. And if you don't have somebody that you can trust Mm -hmm. to talk to, then these are some decent options to consider. Yeah, and obviously your spiritual community could be really useful. Yeah, another kind of support group. And again, spending some time just with other people in general. I mean, not too much, right? We need to have some time, but we also can't isolate ourselves. If we Mm -hmm. trap ourselves in that black hole, Mm -hmm. it's going to be that much harder to get out Mm -hmm. and and talk with people and engage with life. Yeah. And another option is get some hugs and get some snugs, right? Yeah. Try to have some kind of loving physical contact, whether that's from a pet, a human, it doesn't matter. Get Mm -hmm. some kind of physical contact that is soothing to you. Yeah, because it boosts our serotonin levels and it helps create that feeling of happiness. And it actually also builds trust and a sense of security. Absolutely. Another one is to give yourself permission to have moments of happiness or escape. Yeah. It's good to seek moments of joy, peace, laughter, and to stay in those moments. It's okay to feel good once in a while. It's okay to give yourself permission to feel positively, and there doesn't need to be guilt for that. Consider what the, you know, ramifications of feeling all bad all the time would be, and whether your loved one or the thing that you've lost would really want that for you. Right. Similarly, I mean... If it's something where you lost it, like a job, and, you, <laughs> and you're and you ticked off about the job, you can think of it as like a nice middle finger towards the job. Right, exactly. When you I'm feel have good. happiness anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you. like living well is the best revenge sort yes. of a motto. That's Hell yes. another way to think about it. I like to be spitefully happy. I know. <laughs> I really love that too. Yeah, yeah. If there's like a breakup, I'm like, I'm going to have my happiest life ever. Fuck you. There's a <laughs> Reba McIntyre song about that. Wow, I'm really country today. You are apparently. country today. I'm, this is a new, I don't see this perspective uh, of you very often no <laughs> <laughs> you're the country i'm the rock and roll usually but apparently i'm today it's flippy floppy yeah, maybe fl- i guess flippy flopping. yeah there's a reba song <laughs> snip, snap, it's like snap. sorry <laughs> no how <laughs> how much of a toll that many vasectomies takes, on, takes a person. on a person yeah <laughs> sorry i just came out of left field yeah no, that's okay i'm all right with it there's a song that it's you'd never know she was going through a bit breakup not a single tear smudging her makeup that's kind of Ooh. I dig it. The mentality I like to take when, you know, I'm being spitefully happy towards something I've lost. I think that's something we could, Reba could guide us. Yeah. And even if it is something that we greatly miss or that we greatly grieve and it isn't like that, again, finding those moments of humor and joy are 
are probably what that person would have wanted. Mm-hmm. That's so we have to let ourselves experience that. It's okay to have those good emotions, even when you're like, oh no, I should feel really sad right now. I can't believe I let myself have a happy moment. Oh, right. for Lord forbid that I let myself have a happy moment after this experience. Right. <laughs> I need to. I need to just let this joke out because I'm sitting on it over here. Oh, okay. I'm giggling to myself because for some reason I keep thinking Reba, give me strength <laughs> instead, oh, <what? laughs> instead of like Jesus, give me strength like reba give me strength anyway reba take the wheel (laughs) good god whatever your spiritual belief system is whether that's reba or jesus it's up to you (laughs) anyway so another option too would be to journal or to write a letter Writing or journaling about your grief experience can help you express your feelings and the importance of your loss. And if there's something you wish you would have said at the job to the person, you know, about how important the house was to you, whatever it is, if there's something you haven't communicated, you can write this in the letter. Afterwards, you can keep it, you can bury it, you can destroy it, whatever feels right. Attach it to a balloon, do whatevs. Yeah. Burn it. (laughs) (laughs) I like the burn it. Yeah, Yeah, I I like the burning. That's a fun thing. Very releasing. And again, you can pray or talk to, like, if it is a deceased person, you can just out loud say this stuff, right? Again, do what feels right for you. Sometimes people don't like to write. So instead of writing a letter, just talk it out. Like, put Mm -hmm. an empty chair in the room or what have you and Mm -hmm. just talk it out. Just because, again, if it's a person, even if they're not physically present, it does not mean that they're not spiritually present. Very true. So share your thoughts and emotions out loud. Talk about your grief. Share memories. Share some positive things. Share how you wish they were still here to engage with you like they did. Mm -hmm. It can be so cathartic to talk out loud Mm -hmm. with that. Absolutely. Some people will, I mean, you can use ashes. You can use a tombstone. It doesn't matter. Right. You can use a necklace they had. Whatever. Yeah. It does not matter. Another option is to create a remembrance ritual. Yeah. So this is a big one, I think. Pretty much everybody I talk to who goes through grief has yeah. to do this at some point. You could have a funeral. You could have oh. a memorial service if it is somebody deceased. If it's a job, maybe you could burn all of the items that from you had that. from the job. Sure. Apparently, I'm really into fire. And I was going to say, I burned some pictures one time playing uh, just another picture to burn Ooh. after a sort of breakup once. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I am very badass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to T-Swift burning pictures. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I took pictures of us burning pictures because that's how I was then. Oh, <laughs> M-G. I'm learning so much. <laughs> I took a picture of me burning a picture. <laughs> I love that shit. That's like basic bi- bitch inception. I know. I know, right? <laughs> basic bitchception. <laughs> I love that. Oh, we're all a little basic. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, no, no. That's cool. I actually like, I really enjoy basic things. I They're really fun. enjoy them. Yeah. I don't care. I do not care. PSLs for life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a memorial service, burning something, ritual of some kind. You can also pick a special day in relation to the ending of whatever it was and yep. celebrate on that particular day what ended. You can like candles to remember. You can release balloons with notes. You can use clothing or other symbols, necklaces, teddy bears to kind of keep on you that reminds you. Mm -hmm. You could plant a a memory garden. 
You could have uh, your favorite meal, like, or their favorite meal in honor of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, just going to like a burial site, maybe playing their favorite music or looking through pictures and reminiscing. Mm -hmm. There are different ways that you can memorialize them. And again, you can do it just periodically. Mm -hmm. You can do it on a specific day. And like every time that year you do a special thing, Mm -hmm. do what feels right for you. I know people with like the aging process, if they, you know, they might get together with old friends and yeah. kind of relive something they used to do when they were kids. I think <laughs> yeah. that's really cute. You See, like, I, I want to be that person who's a grumpy old man who does like a motorcycle road trip with oh, my geez. friends. You know, that's like <laughs> such a cute, awesome thing to do where if you're, you're both celebrating your friendship and also remembering the things that you did in your youth, I think yeah. that's great. It's kind of like a form of grief processing. Yeah. I also wanted to add to this list, uh, and maybe this is under creating a remembrance ritual. I'm not really sure. But for me, I like to do something that's like uh, creative based. So I talked earlier about a lot of times I'll make a playlist. So like, mm, yeah, making a breakup yep. playlist, y'all, is yeah. a way of grieving. Boy, my breakup playlist could tear somebody apart. Let me just let you know. Oh, yeah. If you need to cry Woo-wee, I got you covered. <laughs> I, I had gotten... one that was specific for crying and then one that was specific for, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called my, oh, no, you didn't one the happy playlist. And I call uh, That's a different, that's a whole nother one. Oh, is that a whole nother one? Yeah. Okay. I had the tough ones was the name of my breakup playlist. <laughs> just the tough ones. I didn't want anybody to know what that was about. Just like the toughies. But you can create a playlist. You can listen to songs. I've also assembled like things in writing. There's this really good, I want to call it, it's not a poem. Maybe it's prose. It's called A Girl Who Reads. And it's talking about make sure to find a girl who reads because she's like all of these specific really good ways. And then it's not me. (laughs) It's kind of, it's about like basically find a smart girl and it's like sassy. It's clearly written by somebody who is embittered because they've been broken up with for somebody who they feel is vapid or shallow and it's very sassy and it's like, okay, you couldn't handle me sort of energy, which is definitely like 12th grade, but I'm into it. I dig it. Right. You could read something like that. You can compile poetry that makes you feel a certain special way you could read a book actually yeah yeah you could read a book you could create some sort of art i think Mm -hmm. a lot of times painting or drawing or yeah or even like you said with pictures you could make a whole little like picture memorial type of thing exactly you could any kind of creative energy because i feel like that does often link the spiritual with the behavioral because Mm. you can there's something that you can then look at on the outside so, you know, for what that's worth, if other people try that option, uh, a lot of times I try to make music too. Like I'll create a song or I'll create something myself that. Do you have actual songs you've written? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, those will never see the light. I now. want to hear them, Sonny. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> Ah, uh, super dope. It, let's. My hubby actually has some that he has recorded from oh, really? back in the day. Are they? He never made any for me though. Oh, <laughs> sorry, a little bitter about it. <laughs> it does. He, what does he play? Does he play everything? Oh, okay. So then, like, literally, like, did he did like guitar? He did lead vocal. He did like backup vocal. Like, literally, like every part of the song is basically him. Oh, I gotta piano. hear this. There's actually some good ones. I gotta hear again this. when we. Um, someday I'm gonna have to tell like the fucking engagement story. I'm sorry, honey. But I was <laughs> real disappointed. <laughs> You're like you have all these talents. Yes. 
I had such high expectations. <laughs> I need to hear, I gotta hear these songs. I'm totally pot and kettle over here. I'm like, show me this person's songs, but I will not show any songs. What if I made a thing where you couldn't hear them until I heard one of yours? I would just never hear other songs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just never Dying hear Dying on that hill. No, I would, I'm, uh, I'm a stubborn mule. No one will ever get me to produce anything like that. I, I also have poetry of all sorts of art. I'm sure. No. Uh-uh. None of that's cup. <laughs> like, they're going to have to pry that from my cold, dead hands. Maybe if I, I ever someday. become... I will someday. No. I'm <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> Threat. No. I'm joking. No? Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, maybe if one day we get really famous, I'll break somebody off a piece, but it's going to be a small piece. How's fair that? enough. Fair yeah. enough. So that is our episode about grief. And based on that information, what do we want to do for this week about grief, changes, or just something that we feel like would help us psychologically overall? I don't know if I want to do the same thing I had been doing because I feel like that's too many of it in a row. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. But thinking, you know, grief, again, I think there's a lot of the spirituality stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know this is me kicking it back to some old things that I had had for homework but i've really fallen off the wagon on meditation yeah so i think i just want to meditate at least two times okay i'm gonna set the bar real low here we go (laughs) at least two times that's the forever homework i know i know man i just it's okay i do so good and then it's like (laughs) well i think Part of what that demonstrates is some people work on things for a very long time before it sticks. That's just yeah. what it is. I mean, that's the reality. And sometimes we create goals that we they stick for a couple of weeks and we fall off. Right. Well, and I had done it for a few months there and was like real consistent. And then all of a sudden it was like, never mind. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to try to continue with some kind of playlist assembly of okay. things that make me feel seen in regards to becoming a parent and that kind of like trying to maintain your freedom sort of a feeling. I mean, I think <laughs> I could put some cats in the cradle of the silver spoon. Out there. <laughs> Definitely. Obviously, Desperado always goes on every playlist I have forever. Uh, and I can look into some other music. Obviously, I'm going to reach out to my good friend Taylor Swift and ask her to create a song for me. <laughs> but I think there's got to be other songs out there that could make me feel seen. And maybe I'll explore if that's if I bring some to next podcasting session. I'll yeah, kinda... maybe that'll be the what's good. Like yeah. finding. Yeah, share something. what I can see sure. out there. Yeah. I dig it. So do you have a joke for me this week? Because I have nothing. I have a joke. And it's not on topic. Okay. (laughs) Most excellent. My husband asked me the other day why I always have so much candy. Mm. I told him, I always have a few Twix up my sleeve. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boo. I know. But I actually, like, I'm a big Twix is, like, one of my favorite candy bars. Yeah. So... It was. It just felt really relevant to me. Michaela has snacks scattered everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, they're in her office. They're in her house. I'm assuming you have some in your car. I'm assuming you probably put some in your purse. I mean, like, it's you're like you bury like candy, like a squirrel berries nuts. I I mean, it's everywhere. Even as a youth, I had like a gumball machine. I had like a secret spot in my closet for different candies. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I love it. You literally have candy everywhere i mean i've got like candy everywhere i they're hidden in different secret little spots throughout 
the location of my life. Every time I come to Michaela's house to podcast, I eat a Reese's. Every time. <laughs> if that gives you any context, I don't own Reese's. I don't have Reese's. I eat a Reese's every time I come over. So for context, people, there's there's never a lack of supply. Yes. And for part of it is like, I actually keep things probably longer than I should. Good. And I'm going to eat them. <laughs> chocolate isn't going bad, right? What? Nah. Is that even true? Somebody's going to definitely email us. Yeah, they'll be like, guys, you really need to throw that out. <laughs> Y'all are radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to our episode about grief. I believe yeah. that next week we will be talking about video games and mental health. That yep. depends on if I get my poop in a group or not. So we'll see. <laughs> We will see, but that's the that's maybe the preview. So thanks so much for tuning in, and we will chat with you next week. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.